This is Two Birds, One Clone, where three college friends bullshit about sports. All right. So we are here with our college basketball show. Um, I, we are joined here with Luke's little brother, uh, Coin Drip, a.k.a. Logan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to be going over college basketball uh, every week, going over the games that happened before, and then just foreshadowing what's going to happen in the future. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll start off with just who our favorite things are. This stuff with favorite player. I, if you listen to last year's uh, March Madness show, Johnny Juzang, by far my favorite player. He and his whole team come back this year. Can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, my favorite player that I'm really, really watching would be Boogie Ellis for USC. I mean, he's better than Memphis. He was a top recruit, coming one of the top recruits coming out of high school. That's kind of when I saw him. I thought he was going to really get Memphis. He kind of got overshadowed by their kind of star power, so he transferred. And now through two, game, two three games, now he's leading them in scoring. So I think he's going to be a big – um, you lose, they lost Mobley, you add him. Obviously, it's not the same, but it'll definitely help them uh, get close to where they were last year. Well, Memphis, they had a insane, like, recruiting class this year, too, with Monty oh, yeah. Bates, yeah. okay? Yeah. That would have yeah. been nice to have him um, still there because that's what they're missing is that guard. Mm-hmm. Well, mine, I previously, I said it was Pavo, but with all of those – you know, legal troubles that he's in right now. I'm actually more excited to watch Marion Ellis play because he is an absolute dog, and he is only 17 years old, and he is on Memphis, and he had 17 points in his first game. So You mean Bates? I mean Bates. Bates. Marion Ellis was from Iowa, so I was thinking. Yeah. But Marion Bates, I mean, he's um, 17 years Amani. old. He's playing college basketball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just saved him. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm like, that can't be right. Yeah. Welcome to the big leagues, Logan. Dude, I'm getting scared. This podcast is so famous. I can't just can't do it. <laughs> it's fine. We all make mistakes. No, but yeah, uh, switching over to favorite team. Uh, I'm sticking with UCLA. Uh, like like I said before, they're returning their entire team. Uh, what's his fucking name? Jules Bernard. Wettest jumper I've seen. He might not hit as many shots as everybody, but he... <laughs> I just have, like, a <coughs> fetish for left-handers, and when he shoots it, I go wild. So, yeah, I love UCLA. Yeah, teams I like, obviously, I mean, Iowa, Iowa fans. But um, I'm going to go Texas. I really like what they brought back. I really like Chris Beard as a coach. Um, they struggled that against Gonzaga. Obviously, we'll get to that. But, uh, I mean, in the long run, I think once they figure their shit out together, they'll be fine. And then, like, another team that I just, like, a sleep, deep sleeper. I like Seton Hall. Like as a deep sleeper, late in the year, even early here. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, we're gonna get to that Seton Hall Michigan game, but uh, Luke did call it that Seton Hall is gonna win. Fortunately, we couldn't record it yesterday, but yeah, just had to put that, that in there. I can confirm that he told me he uh, it was before the game. He told me, but the teams I'm excited about are Duke. I mean, I've always liked Duke and everything they do with Coach K. Really good recruiting cast. If if Paulo can keep playing, I mean, they'll be great. But my sleeper is Syracuse. Both the Bayheims, they have – what's his name? Joe Gerard. I think Syracuse is going to be, once again, getting the tournament and just absolutely bust some brackets like they always do. Well, I mean, you can't – you don't know what to do when you see that zone. Well, it's like – yeah, like teams, see- the, teams that played on the year, always – they see it all year. Like, they're used to it. Coaches have seen it. You get to a tournament, you have one day to – prepare one two days it's like and i mean River's it's, it's Beheim's last run with his kids i mean he's got he's gonna make something happen yeah 
Yeah, but uh, anyway, like we were saying before, uh, we're going to recap all the games from the past week. And uh, first game from last night, Michigan versus Dean Hall. I mean, so what I took from this game, if you look at the stat sheet, you would have thought that Michigan just got, like, destroyed on the boards or, like, free throws or, like, even turnovers. But that just wasn't the case. I think at the end of the day, Seton Hall just made plays when, like, when shit was coming down to brass tacks, Seton Hall is the better team at the end of the game. Yeah, no, I, I haven't watched the – um. I was I was watching – I was going through watching some, like, highlights and shit. I didn't get to that game. But, yeah, I know I, I said going into it, I asked – I told Logan, I was like, they can win this game easily. I think they're they're a really good team this year, and they're, like, a sleeper to win that conference. And that conference isn't that loaded, really, other than uh, – I mean, they have uh, Villanova, but who really good are they? We don't know how good they are. There's a couple other teams. But, yeah, so I really like seeing Hall. I think Michigan at the end of the year, though, they are one of my Final Four teams. I think they'll be fine. They are – They've been there, experienced. They have Juwan Howard. They'll be fine. But, yeah, Seton Hall came out early in the season, and they're looking to shock some people for sure. Yeah, I mean, I actually – I agree with mostly what Luke said with Michigan being fine. I had them in my Final Four, but I kind of changed that. But – and then I actually got a chance to watch the highlights. And if you watch it, Michigan had had the lead, like, going, like, the whole fourth quarter. They were up 10. With like I think like five minutes left, I think they were up ten to like five. It was like just kept going back and like Michigan kept the lead, but like right at the end because basketball is a game about runs. So Seton Hall had that last run and they went up two, and then Michigan had a chance to tie it with free throws and they just missed. They missed the first one, so they had to force a miss. And did they, they lost, like, so. turn it over late? Is that what happened? I oh, I didn't see the turnover yeah. in it, but Michigan, I watched the highlights. I didn't see no. Or my bad, but uh, Seton Hall they hit two huge clutch free throws late. I think that's what gave them the lead. And then when Michigan had chances to uh, make free throws, like one of their players broke two in a row, and like that was uh, a yeah. straw broke Campbell's back. Yeah, because okay. Michigan, um, they yeah it was like kind of down to the end, and Seton Hall was making free throws, and then the Michigan guy pulled out one of them hard, and you know pump fake throwing to the guy and pulling up with like point eight seconds left, and then he missed the first free throw, so he had to try to like miss the second one, okay. but he ended up making it and. I mean, that was the game. That was the game. Yeah. But I, Michigan was holding the lead, so I thought Michigan, like, looked fine. It just that last run got them. Yeah, I mean, Michigan going into it, going into this, I mean, they're one of them teams that you can consider, like, a number one seed going into the tournament. I mean, they're anchored by Hunter Dickinson, but, like, the problem is they missed four, like, huge players. I think two to the draft. Oh, yeah, it would be Wagner and uh, Livers left, and mm-hmm. then two other guys uh, transferred. But then uh, Juwan, I think he brought in, well, just a shit ton of freshmen. They had an insane freshman class. I think they have, like, three All-Americans. And, yeah, uh, yeah then they got some transfers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I still like Michigan. Yeah, they'll be fine. But I don't, I'm don't. not going to doubt them now. They'll be fine. One loss to a good Seton Hall team early. They'll, they'll be fine later in the year once they figure out their, how to play, I guess, because they lost two of their biggest scores and shit. Yeah, they all they returned was that Brooks Dickinson, and then they had didn't they have number one recruiting pass, Luke? Yeah, or no, they they had it, and then so uh, I think Memphis, no I mean, shit, Memphis took over that. Yeah, number I one. can see that because yeah, Memphis got the two five stars, so they probably took that one. But yeah, uh, keep it moving. We had another up- upset last night: Oregon versus BYU. Oregon was ranked twelfth, right? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, BYU they. Played unbelievable defense. They held Oregon to 32% from the field and then 21% from three. And they also out-rebounded them by 10. 
this wasn't even a fucking game. It was like they made a mockery of Oregon. BYU did. There, I mean, BYU is another team that going into the season we didn't really know what to expect because they're just one. That whole conference is always like that. But yeah, I was really high on Oregon. I mean, I've said I think I'm still gonna be because they always turn it around. Come tournament <coughs> time, come late in the season, come their conference tournament. They turn it around. They figure it out. They score. They can score. Always. I mean, they didn't – they had a bad game this game. I, that's another team just like um, uh, Michigan lost to a good team. They're, they'll be fine. So, I, not really much to take away other than BYU is – they've proven they're good. Yeah, I mean, I had a chance to watch these highlights too today during school, and their point guard had like 25, and he played phenomenal. I mean, Oregon's fine. Every year they get in the tournament, they're absolute snipers for some reason. You guys would know a lot about that from the second round last year. They'll be yeah. totally fine. They're going to get hot in the tournament, and they'll make that weird-ass run and upset somebody like they beat Iowa. Yeah, I mean, if BYU's good, legit, they're going to be – them and Gonzaga, they're going to be Gonzaga's uh, toughness, tough uh, game every – like twice a year. For sure, because – Obviously, it wasn't like they won by two points. They beat them by, like, 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. They kicked their ass. So, like, it's no, like, it's no fluke, really. But yeah, uh, I think that wraps up everything in that game. We can move on to number one seed, guys. Texas, they're ranked five, not? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Texas came into this game, you know, loose headed before, brand new coach, uh, just a shit ton of transfers. Um, but, yeah, then they're playing on Zaga. They got – this two-headed monster in the front court, Holmgren and uh, Timmy. And um, Timmy's obviously balling out right now. I think he's probably the favorite right now to win the Wooden Award or whatever the fucking award is for best college basketball player. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what Gonzaga and Texas are going into this. And Gonzaga destroyed – I mean, they handled them fine. Yeah, my computer's not loading, so I can't pull up anything right now. But – uh yeah, I think Texas. This I think there's another team. It's like I sound like a broken record here, but that's another team. I think it's gonna be fine by the end of the year because they're another team that's new. And I know Zags are kind of new too, but they still got their best player back. Timmy's back. Um, Texas lost a lot, so give them time. They have so many scores on this team. All all these guys, I bet like they have six guys on the team that led another team in scoring, and they transfer in here. So. Once they figure out how to play together and Beard, that's who Beard is. He'll get, he's usually a guy that coaches good teams. They might not be talented, but obviously just adding talent is only going to help. And his eggs are good. Obviously people had question marks about him. Like, why are they ranked number one? Well, this is why you have Drew Timmy, the best player in the country. You're going to be ranked number one when you have Chet down there blocking shots and Nemhard. They're just a really good team and they prove why they're number one ranked. Yeah, I feel like the number one thing that hurt Texas was obviously that they weren't, like Luke said, they weren't, like, together yet because they're all transfers. But if you have Nemhard and Timmy running pick and roll against a small team like Texas, you cannot stop Timmy. I don't think any team can really stop Timmy. He's, I think he's player of the year already before the year even started. And I just he's going to do what they did last year, and then they're gonna just going to lose again because I just can't ever see Gonzaga winning at all, so – Timmy's by far just going to dominate everybody, and that's what he did against Texas. No, yeah, Logan, I love what you said because if you look at uh, Texas's roster, the tallest guy on their team, he's 6'9", and he wasn't even playing in this game. Uh-huh. And 
I mean, they have some, like, pretty big guards, but still, I mean, they didn't have any down low. And Drew Timmy, like, they were always saying about him, like, if you get, like, an actual big man up against him, like, shit could be totally different. But Timmy's going to fucking feast, and he's going to tell you about it if you have <laughs> nobody to be able to stick with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, just... he's not, uh, like, anyway, we're going to go to the next just... game. Yeah. Or fuck, my bad. <laughs> no, just go. I mean, he's just not tall. He's just fucking a beast. I mean, he's six ten. I just—he doesn't look that tall, and he's like, no, he so doesn't. Like, he doesn't. He's, he's just, just so good. Down low. I don't know. It's just yeah. He's got good moves and shit. Gets well, to the spot. It's perfect having Holmgren too, like for actual like rim protection, because that man's fucking got monkey arms on him, and he just swat anything out of there. Didn't he have seven blocks in his opener? Oh yeah, yeah. He he's gonna be a. A great guy down low for them because all he has to do is just be there as a presence. He doesn't even need to score for that team because he he went into that not being the scorer. They knew they had Timmy back. He was going to be a leading scorer. It's going to be his team. It's going to be Nemhard's team. All Chet has to do is be a shot blocker. Yeah, I mean, look, remember we were talking about it. I think they're still trying to figure out how to actually use Chet because you don't yeah. need him down there if Timmy's down there. I mean, what's mm-hmm. the point? You got to use him kind of differently. Yeah. Uh, moving into the next game, we had uh, UCLA versus Villanova. Uh, both teams just rained threes. There was, like, no big man play at all. Uh, I mean, I know Villanova has Eric Dick- or Dixon or whatever, but he's just, like, a little meatball of muscle. He's, like, 6'8", but just a <laughs> wide presence. And, like, he can get his down low. But, yeah, I mean, threes were fucking pouring that game. You know, this was the last leg that my parlay. This, uh, I had UCLA money line, and I was I, – I just – the way the game was going, I did not think they had a chance, but this is when that veteran uh, experience came. They, they've been in this situation. They've been – put it as a season. They've been down – they were a playing game, and they come back and make the Final Four. So take that down to just one game, being like, okay, we have like five minutes left. We can, we're down eight. No problem. We can come back. That's what the experience brought them. They returned everybody from last year. They, it's like they, they don't even sweat when this happens anymore. They're fine. And that's what they showed. That's why this was one of those statement games for UCLA. Like, are they what everyone says they are? And I think this kind of starting to prove that. I don't think Villanova is great this year. But, yeah, when you have Hawkes and Juzang going to work, it's like it's there going to be tough to stop. I mean, yeah, before the game, I thought Villanova was going to was gonna beat them because I knew Villanova had those three, those big three, like with Gillespie, Samuels, and Moore. They're all absolute dogs. They're great, but. If you notice, like, the first half, UCLA was kind of, like, struggling. I mean, it was still close. I think it was, like, tied at half maybe, so it was still obviously a good game. But Juzang was, like, two for, like, 15, two for 12 maybe. He was not playing good, and you saw that. Like, he was struggling, so obviously they weren't playing good. But then once he starts to get going, I mean, overtime was all UCLA once Juzang started scoring. And Hawkes is just an absolute dog. I mean, he's fucking unbelievable. I love him. But I think Villanova yeah, like- journey. You saw with uh, Juzang, he's just one of them guys you can just act like he's driving, stop on a dime, and then just pull it right in your face and just fucking make it. And then you're surrounded by shooters. These guys can really, like, spread the floor with, obviously, Tiger, Jamie Jaquez, and fucking uh, Jules Bernard, like I said earlier. But then they finally got a shot blocker on their team. I think he's a transfer. But, yeah, I like how UCLA is looking right now. Well, they um, – so they have Peyton Watson, who was a five-star – Coming in, like, going to be a great guy off the bench, <coughs> sixth man. 
he played six minutes because he got in the game and he like kind of fumbled the ball around a couple of times and credit to Mick Cronin. He's the veteran coach too. He's like, you know what? This is Villanova. We need to win this game. He's like, if you're going to do that, you're out. And he only played six minutes and any other team, he'd be probably a starter for any other team. But yeah, credit to him being like, no, you're done. You're not playing the rest of the game. He'll get his highlights. He'll get his uh, minutes. He'll get his points later in the year when they play like not so good teams or he'll go off some games. But yeah, Credit to Mick Cronin for being like, no, you're done. Sorry, like you had your chances. We need to win this game, and he, and they did. I think that definitely. I didn't. Yeah, I really. I didn't even realize that. I think remember we talked about that, but that definitely is a reason to help him out and win there. And I mean, Juzang is like the smoothest player. Me and Luke were talking about it. Yeah. When everything he does, I mean, his pull up, he did like a spin right to a pull up and just jump shot. I mean, he's just so smooth. I just I love watching him play. It's phenomenal. Uh, the next game we have is Duke versus Kentucky. So it's absolutely like all around great, great game to watch. Uh, we saw like guys making hard shots and then like sending shots back. Um, obviously, the story of the game was uh, Apollo Bank Harrell, but Trevor Keels was a fucking dog. And a lot of people, like, I know like some people are talking about him, but he just fucking went to war and absolutely killed it for Duke. Yeah, they, these I've watched this game. They're going to be a good fucking team. They're huge. Like, big guys when Trevor Keels is running your point and he's like what is he six 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 two twenty something like that. He's six, six four. Four. Oh, he's only six four. okay but well, he's, he's like twenty so. yeah so I mean and then you got Paulo you had that Wendell Moore's experience he's good they're just a good team they're a big team they're gonna be if they the biggest thing is that they can knock down threes they only had one against Kentucky but they start picking it up but for Kentucky to Shibway what do you have? Twenty boards. He's averaging like twenty boards this year. Yeah, he had, he had twenty he's, twenty that game. I think he's going to be a dog for them. Um, Ty Ty Washington had a bad game. He'll be fine. Kentucky Kentucky's going to be good. I really do. I think they'll be good, and so will Duke. But yeah, Duke's just a better team at this point. Yeah, I think this is kind of how what Kentucky does every year because every year they always have like that Duke game or that Kansas game, and Kentucky is a team where like they always have like how many freaking freshmen coming in, and it's like all guards, and it's like. They just don't know what they're doing. Like, you watch the game, you notice. I told you this, Luke. We both noticed it. They just took, like, bad shots. Like, they were taking some really stupid shots. And I was just like, that's why you're losing. And the only reason why they stayed in the game was because the Duke had a few turnovers. And Paolo was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, Paolo is, I think, number one pick. I think he's better than um, – what's his name? Freaking skinny boy Chet. I think he's better than Chet. And then Trevor Keels, big guard. They're Theo Vaughn or Theo whatever. That's the – whatever theo john yeah i always say theo von but that's the comedian theo john <laughs> theo john's huge their other big guys lengthy i mean they got wendell moore can handle the ball they have people coming off the bench i think duke's great but they need paulo if he can't play i don't think they're gonna be great and it'll kentucky, be out for like two games yeah i mean kentucky will figure it out they always do it's the same as when harrow and all were there all of them were there and they got their ass slapped yeah. by duke they ended up being what Elite Eight, five, it was Elite Eight, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Mark Few can get a DUI and then keep coaching a game later, I think Paolo will be fine with just being in the car. Because I guess in the state of North Carolina, like, if you're in the car with a person that's under low influence while driving, you, like, also get a huge charge for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw and that. I think, I think it was his car, too. Ooh. I think it was Paolo's car, so that doesn't help because he, like, gave him the keys or some shit. I saw that on... So ESPN was talking about it, I think. 
said it was his car. They thought, but maybe it wasn't. But he did play that. Sure. He did play the game like right after the. Like, yeah, the and he played last hour. night too. Yeah, so he's been playing, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you can't really suspend him for much longer if you're going to let him play right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Logan, one thing I'd argue with, you're talking about Kentucky, how, like, you know, they're, you know, we're known for them being young, but their average age on their team's actually over 21 years old. Like, all these guys are, like, just transfers. Weird. Cal Party's been, like, saying how he doesn't have to, like, yell at these guys for being, like, kids and, like, either not showing up to practices or shit like that. Like, oh, but what I wanted to bring, Oscar Sheboy, that's an electric last name. I call him Matthew (laughs) I don't know why. Where <laughs> it's from, like Kung Fu Panda or something, but Master like, Shifu. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, kind of like that. I mean, but it's <laughs> play, and I fucking love him. Through like four, three games, three, four, three games they played, he's averaging eighteen and eighteen. Yeah, which I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, those are literally, honestly, those are numbers that are like Player of the Year numbers. But Timmy is just obviously too good. But Joe, just, you're probably right. I didn't realize it. Like Ty Ty's, what is it? Tashibwe's transfer. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's yeah. transferred. And then their point guard mm-hmm. doesn't tuck in his jersey, which I love. I don't know why, but he I is faster than shit. He's Wheeler's from Georgia. Tashibwe's from then, West Virginia. And then they also have the Davidson, the Davidson guy, who's a just an absolute sniper. He's averaged 17 four years straight in college, and now he's at Kentucky. So yeah, Mints back too. Hold on, who the fuck's that white boy shooter for Kentucky? I fucking love him. Um, this year? Yeah, no. Who? What? Shit? What's his name? He shot like forty three percent from three last year, or something like that. For Davidson, he's an absolute sniper. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. talking about. He's, he's light skin. He's not. Um, he's not. He's not white. No, I don't think so. Was it Toppin then? Oh, Keelan Grady. No, yeah, it wasn't Toppin. Oh, that's what I thought, but then when I clicked on him, he wasn't white. <laughs> no, yes, yeah, that's I what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, he, that threw me off. Yeah, he averaged 17 four years straight or something at um, Davidson, if I'm correct. I think that's what he did. It was like four years straight at 17 points. They also have Frederick, Iowa boy, off the bench. He's hurt. Yeah, but he's still coming off the bench eventually. Yeah, but the funny thing is he was known for defense at Iowa. Like, that's what he – and shooting. But the thing is, when you play the SEC, you're not going to be a good defender on those guards. Especially Kentucky. Like, yeah. like just compared to the Kentucky guys, he's probably very mm-hmm. close there. Uh, all right. So, that thing that wraps up, like, every – well, I guess we have Kansas, Michigan State, if you want to talk about that. I mean, Kansas. Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, Kansas should have beat them, and they did. They look good. That's all. I'll I mean. talk about um, Keegan Murray last night though. Was twenty seven and twenty one. Oh Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if you're gonna talk about Iowa at all, just because I. I just want to bring him up. Yeah, like Iowa. Obviously, they lost like fucking everybody from last year. Returning J Bo, then Murray, who was like a main guy off the bench. He's like got a. He's like the main guy now, isn't he? Yeah, he's a he's their best player right now. Yeah, by far. I mean, that's all they have, yeah. really. Is him. <laughs> they don't really have much. Yeah. yeah. Fucking McCaffrey's. <laughs> oh, what a fucking McCaffrey's. But uh, anyway, upcoming games we have. Number 18, UNC goes to Purdue. Uh, Purdue's ranked sixth. Uh, Purdue, right now, they're being led by Jalen Ivey and their 7'4 big man, Zach Eddy. 
And then um, what's the news on uh, Travion Williams? Because he was, like, coming off the bench, but he's, like, their best player, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's supposed to – I mean, uh, him and Ivy were supposed to be the guys. But, yeah, I heard uh, they had that scrim- – they had a scrimmage early, those secret scrimmages, and they, like, almost lost. And I think they're trying to figure out how to have – how to split time with Eddie and Williams because you can't have them both on, on the floor at the same time because then you lose two uh, – you eliminate two guys that can even play outside it at all. So you can't, like, split them up. So you're probably just kind of going with matchups, I'm guessing, what they're going to do the rest of the year. Who's going to play more is just going to be Eddie or Williams, depending on the matchup is my guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't think North Carolina is great. I don't really know of how they're going to split whatever – either teams split and whatever, but I think Purdue is phenomenal. It's just like when they had Carson Edwards, they just have that one good guy and it's going to take them all the way. Uh, the next game we have number five, Villanova going to number 17, Tennessee. This might've moved because I fucking made this a couple days ago, but uh, for Tennessee uh, guards, Kennedy Chandler's going off. And then my favorite player in Tennessee, Santiago Vescovi. He fucking <laughs> threes, another left-hander that I fucking love. And he's a foreign guy too, but yeah, he I fucking love this uh, backcourt for Tennessee. No, yeah, they're gonna be good. They're a dark horse in the SEC for sure, and there's a lot of dark horses in the SEC, and this is definitely one of them. When you had a top recruit like Kennedy Chandler was balling, um, and then yeah, yeah, like all all these guys, like their Tennessee is good. They're always like they they get those good teams where they have some good players. Like even last year, it's Springer. So, yeah, they're, they're always good. And, obviously, uh, Villanova is always a top team. So, this is going to be a really good game. I mean, I think Villanova, the duo, they're back. I think their backcourt is just going to be better. They're going to win, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. they are. Because I think Kenny Chandler's great, but he's pretty freaking small. And he's going up against Galepsi. And Galepsi, what, is four years. Feels like he's been here for, like, ten because of the Akinel. So, I think that's gonna be. Yeah, I think I can't wait for I that think. to come out though, because that could be an interesting Tennessee money line bet. I know, but I still just think I think Villanova's fine. I mean, I think yeah. they're. I think they're still solid. I think they're still really good. I think still think they're a top seventeen. Yeah, like, they definitely are. How Tennessee is like in the middle, but Dixon, he's a fucking bully. Yeah, he's <laughs> the bowling ball. Yeah, literally like ball. a ball of muscle. Absolutely no drip at all, but <laughs> if you're a bowling ball, you I mean, need he is no pretty drip. big. And I guess he's six eight, but two fifty five. Yeah, it's a big boy. Yeah. He <laughs> might be eight in high heel shoes. <laughs> they always, yeah, you got to give him a couple inches. Yeah, they always do. But uh, then the last game I have Zags versus UCLA. We talked about both teams already. I love this game, but I don't really see how the Zags lose this game, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'm kind of with you. Uh, is this on neutral court? I'm not sure. I, ha- I have it as Zags at UCLA, but I could have just saw the scoreboard and just said, I just figured yeah. that UCLA. Oh, no, it is. It's at, it's at Gonzaga. I, if it's at, yeah, I just if it's it at Spokane, yeah. I'm, going Gonzaga. I'm going Zags. I think they're just I mean, you, this could be an awesome game, one versus two. It's, you're really going to see both teams, what they are. If it's close, it's going to be. But the thing is, they played last year, and you still had their number in that game until that in a buzzer beater. They had them. And uh, Zags lose, Suggs, UCLA, nobody. So, 
You said he's going to be fired up coming into this game because they knew they should have had him last year. So it's going to be an awesome game. UCLA could win this easy, like, cause just for the reason I said, they're going to be fired up for this game. This is like, not the, as of right now and going forward for a little bit, this is going to be their Super Bowl game. It's going to be huge. Yeah, I mean, you got. I don't. I, I. I don't like Gonzaga. I really don't. I don't know why. Something about him. Everybody picked him last year, so I don't like him. I think UCLA is going to come out just hot. I think Juzang's just going to go off. I don't know why they're mad. Like Luke said, they're just going to come out with fire and they're going to beat them at Zags. And UCLA is going to prove it, and they're going to prove me wrong because I didn't think they're very good. I think UCLA is taking it. I don't know why. I just. I just have a feeling. It's going to be interesting to see what the line is. I think it's closer, but it can't be more than two or three. Um, yeah. I'm taking. I know I said that I love UCLA, but I am taking Gonzaga whenever they are home. I don't care what the spread is because if you heard of the Gonzaga Kennel Club, their students <laughs> insane. Like it's not like a student that like sits poop. It goes across the entire floor, and these people are fucking animals in there. So they do like around the whole entire thing, like the front couple rows. No, it's like. One sideline. Okay. It's not behind like okay. the players' benches, but yeah. they're. Uh, I know. Um, and yeah, it's. I know Baylor does that for their football team. It's weird. They do like instead of being like up, they go like across right behind the visitor bench. It's weird, but it's intimidating. They're right behind you like that. Obviously, these guys aren't, but that's interesting. I didn't even know that. I just think it's crazy because like Gonzaga, like I think that's like this is the only sport they have. If I'm not mistaken, like I don't think they're good at anything else. I think this is all no. they have besides like school and basketball is like what they yep. have. So like, why would their fans not be like there? Like yeah. they're there, like they're ready. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you see the same thing with Duke. Like the Cameron Crazies are absolutely fucking nuts, and it's oh, like nuts. maybe because like lacrosse, like you guys are <laughs> basketball. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that wraps up everything for college basketball, unless you guys got anything else to add in. Um, should we do uh, Final Four? Yeah, do Final Four. Ah, fuck. I mean, I think you, got, you guys you will. Uh, okay. I'll... Market right now. Everybody listening. Kansas, Texas, Michigan, Bama. I think um, Kansas will be uh, best team in the country by the end of the year. Michigan's going to win the Big Ten. They're going to be going in hot. Texas, I think they're going to figure it out. They're going to be right behind Kansas. It's going to be a dogfight in that conference. <laughs> and Bama, the style of play they play, only shooting threes, only layups. It's just such a crazy style. And they had it last year. If they would have just made free throws against UCLA, UCLA wouldn't be at number two. UCLA, if they lose that game, they'd be in 15 seed for 15 ranked right now. Yeah, I think Bama's a really good team, especially how they play. So, yeah, that Final Four. Obviously, we've got a lot of long year. This is going to be probably completely different. They might not, not – all four might not even make the tournament. We don't know, but early yeah. predictions. I mean, mine is – I got UCLA. I think they're just going to do it again. I mean, they've done it once. They know what it's like. They're just going to do it again. I got Kansas because Kansas is just too experienced. I mean, it's Kansas. They're phenomenal. I think they're going to be great all year. Alabama, because like what Luke said, they shoot threes. You don't are you going to have the same one as me? Nope. You don't want to go okay. against the, you don't want to go against three point shooting team in the final or in the play or in, in the March. tournament because yes. for some reason three point shooting teams in March just get hot and you just can't beat them. Yep. And then my last one, in it almost every year or at least go to the final four. It's Duke. I pick my rear. 
Because I like Duke basketball. They go to the finals every year or the final four for me every single year. If they're in it, unlike last year. I'm going to agree with you on that Duke take. I mean, it's Coach K's year. I think they're going to do anything they can to just suck everything out of Coach K that they can. And I think he's mm-hmm. made more. I do want to say this about Duke, too. Um, so, obviously, skill-wise, talent-wise, they're not as good as they were with, like, Zion and all of them. But this team, they're close to that. Not kind. Of, they're pretty close to that. I, I will argue that. But they're actually more like a team because they're going to have guys that can take over. When that Duke team – you had Zion, but they try to go to R.J. Barrett all the time at the end of the game. It's like it's, they only had the three. They had no depth. This Duke team is a lot different. They have the depth, and they're going to be a top team in the country all year. So it's just like I think they're better than that Zion team. Yeah. So like, yeah. Then I'll go Gonzaga, UCLA. That's kind of chalk. And then, fuck, I guess I'm going <laughs> one here, and I'll take Kansas. Like, like all you said about Kansas, but, I mean, UCLA – turning their entire team back and they're looking fucking great and then gonzaga i mean with like a legit i mean they can space the floor like anybody else i mean they can fucking rim defend now uh yeah i mean losing sucks is huge but i think gonzaga should be fine and these teams are gonna get upset but (laughs) yeah i mean i still like yeah i just love them right now no it's not bad at all i mean probably by all we know, it's going to be terrible at the end of the year. For all we know, all four of our teams could be on the same side. Or not even in the tournament. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, does that wrap up everything? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got too. But yeah, I guess to recap, like everything in college basketball, it's one, it's Coach K's year, and I guess two, it's a year of the DUI, so – <laughs> DWI. Yeah, well, fucking. What did Mark Few get though? He got a DUI. Yeah. There's a video of it. I saw it. the video. Is funnier and shit. He's yeah, just like not uh, cooperating. I mean, Let's if this podcast on. takes off, I think like us because they would be like, "Hey, college basketball littered with drunk drivers." Like. Uber, I mean, we'll we'll tell you out. We're um, <laughs> fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. All right, but well, I can't do uh, this fucking recording can, but uh, we'll see you this next week. Um, we'll have all the game recaps and the games coming up. So, uh, thanks for listening. This kid is a gamer. He's a player. He's a playmaker. Yeah.